Welcome to House Party, a podcast for real estate news and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. How's life been going for you, Eric? Great. Everything's good, Natalie. Thank you for asking. No. What's, um, what's your favorite um, celeb story that you're working on right now? Well, one that's going to publish tomorrow is a story about Paul Manafort. Uh, not that these stories, we've done a, a series of stories on the disgraced political operative. So we've done two places in New York. Uh, one was at Trump Tower, another was in Soho, uh, both confiscated by the U.S. government and then put up for sale, and then a place in Maryland where he lived with his wife. And tomorrow we have a story publishing about Paul Manafort, uh, the home that he lived in in Florida with his wife. That's mm-hmm. going. That's now on the rental market, and it's on the market for $14,000 a month. The twist with this one, though, is that Manafort sold the home to his wife for $10. So um, he sold the house to her for $10, so yes, the house exactly. would be in her name. In, in her name only, so that, you know, I don't know if he owes any restitution for the crimes that he committed. Mm-hmm. Um, but 14000 a month can go a long way, I guess. I mean, that, how much is that per year? Like $5 million? Yeah, that's that's a nice chunk of change. <laughs> um, speaking of a nice chunk of change, well, in any yes. case... We love to hate on the on the Kardashian West clan, Kim and Kanye. Um, and, you know, we kind of can't escape them. They're all they're very much part of the real estate world because they are always buying so much real estate. Every member of the family, every adult member of the family. Well, that, save, for, save for dear Rob. <laughs> right. Yeah. Save for Rob, sock entrepreneur. Uh, Rob. <laughs> Our third George sock entrepreneur has uh, well, a big, it, big old mansion. Well, and one of the latest uh, news stories that involves their real estate, um, Kim and Kanye recently purchased a brand new home, another home in Hidden Hills. Um, right. You'll remember that they have the the current home they live in is uh, a nearly $2 million place. Um, 19.75 mil is the current value. Um, they bought it in 2014. It's a big, big mansion. We've reported on it a number of times. Um, and, this, and, and just to clarify, this is the one that Kanye had a real hand in decorating, right? It's really minimal. It's beige. It's gray. Right. We did a story on the interiors um, a couple, like maybe a year or so ago. Um, and it's very sterile. It's like a monastery a lot of people compared it to. Um, right. But yeah, that's that's this home. Right. And um, it's, on, it's on a huge plot of land in Hidden Hills, right? I mean, the, it's it, from what I remember. And they, this was the one that was perennially under construction. It took forever to get to their specifications. Right. They've been pretty much iterating and iterating since 2014 now they've bought a place uh right next to the property it's the place right next door mm-hmm. um and they purchased it for uh two million nine hundred and seventy five thousand dollars okay not a cheap purchase it's a 1.5 acre property mm-hmm. um which brings their total parcel up to eight acres wow so they have a decent and you you know la is not you know, the houses are f- relatively close together, although Hidden Hills is a bit more suburban. But that's eight, 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 eight acres, acres is a lot. In, in Hidden in Hills is a, is a big deal. I mean, I I don't know. I think I'm the only thing what I, I can think of off the top of my head is maybe 
I don't know how many acres Drake has accumulated in Hidden Hills. <laughs> Drake's, yeah, yeah, he's the same thing. He, they're, they're essentially doing the same thing as Drake, which is just buying up properties to expand their footprint know, to yeah. absorb things and then just create their yeah expand right. their footprint. Right. I mean, the, this this technique is not unique just to Hidden Hills, though. I mean, we've seen that in the Bay Area. With the, the uh, tech entrepreneurs, uh, I know right. Mark, Zuck- Mark Zuckerberg has done much the same thing, bought a house in Palo Alto and then bought all the neighboring properties around it and then created a huge compound. The house that's on the property that they bought, um, it's a ranch-style home, four-bedroom house. It's uh, beautiful. It has mm-hmm. a pool. It has gardens, big four-car garage, um, and there's also like a little corral in the back for horses. Oh, wow. Uh, um, so it, it has that real, like, rural vibe, okay. which I think that they are into with, you know, Kanye's, like, obsession with Wyoming and um, right. well, and his, I think Hid- Hidden his Hills whole desire has... to, like, get back to, you know. Nature. Nature and slower right. moving, yeah, places where, t- where things move a little bit slower. Is um, it Wyoming real? Um, <laughs> we love Wyoming. Okay. It's always been such an amazing place. Um, my husband did just buy a ranch there. He did? And, um, yeah, his dream and his vision is to move there. Um, I love L.A., so um, I envision summers. I envision some weekends. But, yeah, we love it. I think Hidden Hills has that. A li- I mean, just the community in and of itself, right? I mean, Calabasas, Hidden Hills, I think, is a more of a... A horsey, rural, mm-hmm. more rural, not exactly rural, but more it's like rural. LA rural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More r- rural and it's gated. The thing that appealed, the, that people are saying appealed the most to the couple is um, the, the massive garden in the back of this house. Um, okay. There's plenty of room to plant vegetables, um, put in some citrus trees, some avocado trees. But it's- yeah, people are like, Kim and Kanye are going to be gardeners they're gonna have this huge massive garden right well and i mean maybe it goes to kind of that whole like self-sustaining compound kind of thing Mm -hmm. where they grow their own fruit and they grow their own veggies it's all organic it's best for the kids you know and maybe they're they're gonna grow fruit fruit and veggies for the entire family i guess you know yeah with his his recent moves into the Sunday service and this whole leaning into the religion thing. Yeah. Maybe there is something to that, like going back to the land and, you know, farming and mm-hmm. that maybe there's some sort of weird mystical tie in with all of this. Woo woo. Woo woo. Very woo woo. But I mean, I, I, I get it. I, it's, it's, I myself have grown veggies in the past. I, I mean, prolific tomato grower and uh whoa toot your own horn there i do have to toot it every once in a while um yes that's that's your latest kardashian news (laughs) yeah so we don't the house we don't know the house may still stay standing maybe possibly as a guest house or they may just knock down that house and make it all farmable land or just use it for other purposes yep we'll have to wait and see So there are very few, I mean, there are a few, I shouldn't say there are very few. There are a few NFL players that rise above kind of the overall knowledge of sports. Like if I said the words Tom Brady to you, Natalie, you would say, oh, I know who Tom Brady is. (laughs) The words Tom Brady. Um, That's a quarterback for the New England Patriots. Right. Thank you very much. 
And another one that's kind of risen above the just the general din of sports fans is Antonio Brown. You, then the name rings a bell with you, as I would assume. He's been in the news, so yes, the name rings a bell. And he was on Dancing with the Stars, I want to say, a couple of seasons ago. I know you're a yep. big fan of that show. Me? Yes. Oh, no, I don't watch that show. What? The next couple who is safe and is definitely dancing in the semifinals is... I watch 90 Day Fiance, but I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Okay. Well, Antonio Brown is one of those folks that is kind of, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He plays in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. He he played for the Steelers. He was a low-round draft pick, um, kind of came out of nowhere, and has become an all-pro. He had, you know, eight or nine, I believe, really great seasons with the Steelers, and then Towards the end of last season, like I said, the relationship soured. He, after the season ended, he demanded, you know, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be in Pittsburgh anymore. Please trade me. Please, 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 please. I want to get out of here. So they they complied with his wishes and traded him to Oakland. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, great, this is awesome. I want to play for the Raiders. He even bought a home in the Bay Area. Right at, right off the bat, there was just one controversy after another. Uh, there was He had done some cryogenic treatment to his feet where he had, I guess, you know, uh, freezer burned or what do you call that? Where To his feet? A, yeah, to his feet. What do you call that one? Is it, is it hype, hype, not hypo? Hypothermia? No. <laughs> I, I want to call it freezer burn, but it's not freezer oh, burn. Oh, frostbite? Uh, frostbite. Frostbite. So, he had yeah, frostbite he had, on his feet because yeah, of cryogenics. Because of cryogenics. Okay. And then uh, there was a controversy where he didn't want to wear the regulation helmet of the Raiders, I believe. I heard about that. Wasn't it like because he, he preferred a specific brand and the Raiders yeah, were and, like, we don't use that brand. And he's like, well, I want to use it. Right. And so and and like, I guess he was on our team. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so he didn't really practice that much. And so he kind of was causing one kind of hassle after another for the Raiders during training camp. And they were like, what What did we get from Pittsburgh here? And I, I don't remember all the particulars. But anyway, he wanted out of Oakland ASAP, even though he had just bought a house. So the Raiders cut him loose. New England picked him up. He played one game with the Patriots. Then this kind of bombshell report came out in Sports Illustrated about these allegations that women were making against him being, uh, you know, sexually inappropriate with them. And then the Patriots were like, oh, shoot, they were taking a lot of heat in the media. Why are they picking up this player uh, that, you know, has all these off the field issues? Mm -hmm. So they cut him they cut him loose after one game. Then let's tie it back to real estate. After he was released by the Patriots, shortly thereafter, his Pittsburgh home went on the market. He has a home in, I believe it's called Gibsonia, Pennsylvania. It's a 8,800 square foot home. It went on the market for $2.3 million. Mm. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of McMansion-y. It's got a lot of roof lines. You know how, how I feel about you roof lines. You do not like your roof lines. No, it has multiple roof lines. Uh, he bought this place new in 2014 for $1.91 million and put it on the market for $2.3. Um, it has, has it a full. Uh, no, it has not sold yet. It has a okay. basketball court in the back that's done in black and yellow, which are the Steelers' colors. The highlight of this home was that he 
had one of these Animal Planet TV shows, a reality TV show. I think it's called Treehouse Masters. Come oh, in yeah. and install this amazing treehouse in the back of this Pennsylvania home. This is this is a gorgeous structure that's up uh, lofted into these treetops, and I could live in just the treehouse. I, I wouldn't need this <laughs> $2.3 million mansion. I mean, the treehouse is bonkers. This treehouse has it all. I mean, we went for a luxury skybox, and I think we went a little bit beyond that. Glass for miles. I mean, the thing is extraordinary. It is out of this world. I'm totally super excited as the season approaching. There's a lot of work to be done. Hopefully that treehouse could provide not only a getaway space for me, but hopefully for my teammates too. Right in the kitchen, I see four TVs. Ooh, four TVs? Oh, I can study four guys at once, huh? Four guys at once, right there. Wow, wow. This is a steam shower. You can go with steam room? That's a full steam room right there. And so all that is coming with the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the house itself is empty right now, I believe. But the house is over 8,000 square feet. It's... Yes, it, it's not furnished or anything, but you you do the treehouse does convey with the sale. You will get that treehouse. All right, so let me just back up with the timeline. Yes, in his portfolio, he has this Pittsburgh home that he right. put on. Yep, he has the Oakland home. Yes, that he then, has not put on, but soon we yeah, find. just like a, just like a day or two after he puts his pittsburgh home on the market he put his home in alamo california on the market for 3.375 million. okay he bought this place brand new in april like like i said after being traded to oakland and alamo is in the east bay it's kind of a seth curry had a home there it's it's, it's like a wealthy suburb yeah um, wealthy suburb in the, east out in, bay. The, yeah. in the east bay hills and uh, he bought this, you know, contemporary home, gorgeous home. And it's the home where he was staying when he got the actual phone call. He put it on Twitter or uh, I'm sorry, reporters put it on Twitter where he found out the, you know, the Raiders called him and told him he had been released. He does this. He runs outside, does a happy dance. He's ex- he's ecstatic that the Raiders finally cut him loose after only, you know, being with the team for a few months. Look at Adam Schefter. The Raiders free! Oh, Grandma, they free me! <laughs> they free me, Grandma! The house itself, again, gorgeous house, all, all modern, sleek. It's got a nice little guest house in the back, beautiful pool. Um, so this house is also still on the market. It's three, like I said, three point three seven five. My question is: yes. Okay, so he has two houses on the market at this point. Correct. And where is he living now? That we don't know. I mean, I there were <laughs> there was talk that he was going back to where he went to school, which I believe was Central Michigan University, which is in the center of Michigan. Okay. In, uh, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I swear. It's I swear. Mount Pleasant. <laughs> I knew I, I knew the name of the city. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Mount Pleasant. So okay. I don't I don't know if he did re-enroll in school, but and then you know, wait, after, re-enroll in school? Yeah, he was gonna. There was rumors that he was gonna take classes again, or he was gonna finish his degree. So Antonio Brown is not playing right now. Right after the Patriots cut him loose, like I said, after that Sports Illustrated report came out. Patriots cut him loose. He has been a free agent ever since. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he still has two big, expensive homes on the market. That is correct. One in Pennsylvania. That, that listed one after another. 
right, right, right in the same week in late October. So yeah, Antonio Brown is uh, looking for buyers. <laughs> Currently looking, looking yes. for buyers, looking for a team, looking for a place to live. Who knows? Did he lose like sponsors or anything? Like has he? I this must have kind of. Um, been bad for him financially yeah he may have had a shoe deal like that's why he's selling his houses right well i mean he doesn't need a house in pittsburgh or near pittsburgh anymore and he doesn't he certainly doesn't need one in the bay area right because he's not going to be playing there i mean i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know if they're distressed sales because of the, the loss of income or you know whether it's just because he doesn't need houses in these locations right Okay, well, thank you for telling us about the saga of Antonio Brown and his real estate portfolio. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's November 6th. We're currently recording um, beginning of November. And, you know, that means the holidays are upon us. It's exciting for people who love the holidays. It can be a drag if you don't love the holidays, but... No matter how you feel about it, it means that people are going to be coming over, saying hello, and you're probably going to be spending time with family and friends at this time of year. It's all about getting together with your loved ones. Right. People stopping by. And one of the first things that they notice when they stop by, um, if you are a homeowner, is your front door. Um, We did a fun little story on front doors and the color that you paint it and what it can actually mean and signal to people that see your front door. Before we get started, Eric, what color is your front door? I I was just going to ask, would it be helpful to know what color my front door is? It would. Yeah. What color is your front door? Front door is kind of a turquoise color. It's it's blue. It's blue. Yeah, it's like a, I'd say turquoise. Okay, I like that. For this story, we spoke with um, an environmental psychologist named Sally Augustin of Mm -hmm. Design with Science. And she um, told us what the color wheel can mean for your front door. Uh, So blue, Eric, the color of of your door, uh, is linked to calmness and trust. She says, if we're knocking on a blue front door and you have time to ponder a second, you might come to the conclusion that the homeowners were more likely to be trustworthy. So trustworthy it's 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 a tranquil color um okay so i'm not gonna steal your purse when you leave it on the bed (laughs) or your coat or yeah i'm not gonna steal your coat or rifle through your pockets no 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 you're you're walking into a very trustworthy home okay um if you paint your door purple oh what do you think a purple door what is what is the color purple Uh huh I mean, the only thing that comes to mind purple, I mean, right off the bat, is always Prince. So, (laughs) oh, like the like the artist Prince. Yeah, like the artist Prince. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, purple was his color. Um, Purple is a royal color, right? Royal. Okay, there we go. Duh. Um, People link it to royalty. A lot of people link it to sophistication. Certain shades to sophistication. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking if you have a purple front door, your house would probably have to be more in the neutral. For sure. Whites or grays to really make it pop. Yeah, or like shingles or something. Yeah, even maybe like a dark purple could be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, royalty. What do you think a white door signifies? Um, I feel like a white door is... I mean, it signifies like... Yeah, to me, it just would be like boring, like just plain. Like 
It, it signifies like a, a rental house or a house that's not really personalized to me. Yeah, that's that's pretty on track. Um, she also says that it can equate with you being a neat freak. If you mm. love to clean your baseboards, you like things like clean and bright and white. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into Scandinavian simplicity and design, mm. that's another, you know, right. more um, interior a style choice that you can make. But yeah, it is it, it is a pretty um, a pretty boring choice. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to anyone who has a white door. Oh, I, I they can take offense. I don't care. Okay. We're isolating our, <laughs> our white door listeners. Uh, in an opposite direction, uh, yes. yellow doors. Yellow is typically linked with optimism, extroversion. Yeah. So it's going to be a color that will probably brighten your guest's day or at least uh-huh. – the f- couple seconds that they step on your porch, um, right? They're going to be feeling welcome, welcome in. Yeah. I know that. I know that uh, when I've seen like you know, a, like kind of like that pale yellow, like on a like maybe an old colonial or Cape Cod, mm-hmm. it, it 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 does just it really gives that kind of extra pop of curb appeal. Yeah, me. it's. I think depending on the architecture of the home, yeah, different shades can work for different styles. I feel like more saturated colors just work for like mid-century modern homes mm-hmm. yeah. is that does that track for you yeah whereas, yeah. whereas no. like more pastelis go for older yeah. like colonials or yeah um, i'm just i mean I, I know that i see like victorian the, i can see it in my mind's eye all those kind of cute little charming homes when i think of the word charming i think of like maybe a pale yellow or a, like a red like a nice mm-hmm. bold red that's saying like Welcome in. Did the did the person we spoke with? Did they say anything about red front doors? They did. Um, a red front door actually. They tied that to the Chinese design philosophy of mm. feng shui. Our our oh. favorite feng shui. <laughs> Can't get away from feng shui. Can never get away from feng shui. Um, it's lucky if it's mm-hmm. facing south or southwest. Of course, the color red is often linked to things like action or mm-hmm. um, you know, it's in a very like aggressive color. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it'll it'll kind of shock people. And be right. Like, oh, I guess I guess that's what business. I'm thinking, too. Yeah, I'm thinking like those kind of those older homes where it's 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 white with like black shutters and yep. then like a, a pop of red right on the front door. Just like fire engine red, just super yeah. bright. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a it's a classic. It's a classic look. Um, another super classic look is the green door. Mm, um, behind the green door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one, a green door is really common in Britain. Mm. Um, and it traditionally indicates prosperity and wealth. Green for the money, yeah. That's good for everybody. <laughs> Everyone yeah. wants prosperity and wealth. Yeah, especially around this time when you need to be buying presents and... Um, you know, so, so if you, if you have a more, if you want a more traditional feel for your house, go for a green door. Uh, I actually love the look of a black door. Okay. Yeah. A black door with like some brass or gold hardware Mm -hmm. is super Mm -hmm. classic, super classy. Mm -hmm. And the expert said that it can make the house appear safer or well protected. Okay. Because black means business. (laughs) Business, a business time. 
a lot of people have like wood you know their door is wood right or just right she did talk about a wooden door as well um and with that you want to be careful about the type of wood that you choose if it's Mm. not finished properly it can look kind of janky for lack of a better word unfinished yeah um so you want to make sense you want to make sure that a wood door works with the type of house that you have too um like the siding and everything but yeah door colors Okay. Door colors are a great way to uh, change it up in your front yard. It can mm-hmm. really change the look of your house. So totally, and I, like I say, I think I, I look at a ton of listing photos all the time, and when I see one that stands out, it's usually the the, the front door can can add that little bit of curb appeal that you see on the listing photo. It's like, oh, I want to see more of this house. Right, and it's not like, you know, people always say, oh, neutralize the house when you, for listing photos. Like, make it, you know, no. you don't want anything that's super personal or, or big, bold, garish colors. But a door in a listing photo can actually attract people to it. Yep, come on in, buy my house. All right, let's move on to winners and losers. This oh, is boy. the segment. Yeah, all right. This is a segment at the end of the episode when we discuss celebrities and the houses that they bought, sold, or rented, and we choose one winner and one loser, and it's all based on the real estate deals that they make. So our loser this week is the actress, Oscar winner, Jennifer Lawrence. So J-Law owns a, a penthouse in the Upper East Side in Manhattan, New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a three-bedroom, four-and-a-half-bath, huge place. It's a big penthouse. She bought it in 2016 for $15.6 million. Okay. Big place. And uh, it's weird because she listed the place for $15.45 million in July So right off the right, right off the bat, she listed it below what she paid right huh and she recently dropped the price to 14.25 mil Mm. so she is determined a determined to get out of this place and b is fine losing a couple mil on the sale Hmm. i mean watch watch that marvel money work (laughs) Yeah, I guess. And I mean, we did talk to an agent, right? And he said it's a lovely penthouse in a good building, but he said the location was just okay. Yeah, it's in um, a part of Manhattan that is not super desirable. It's on 67th, low, low Upper East Side, and it's also very far east. Um, Yeah, it is. Traditionally, when we think of the Upper East Side, we think of the, the part of the Upper East Side by the Met, um, which is more near like the 80s, near the park. The closer you yeah. go to the park, the more expensive typically and the nicer it is. Um, right. You know, we also thought that, oh, maybe she bought in this area because it's a bit more anonymous. She can... Oh, she can it, It's not streets. like buying in Soho or Tribeca where there's always right. paparazzi. It's, it's where a lot of wealthy celebrities live. Um, mm-hmm. This is a little pocket of Manhattan where she can escape and just kind of like have her big beautiful place and chill and Mm -hmm. do whatever but she is now selling it she said bye-bye and she just got married i don't know if you saw i did see that yeah i I don't know who the guy who's this guy 
Cook Maroney is her new husband. He's a gallerist. He oh, works and maybe even owns a gallery in um, the city. Okay. So um, he's in the art world, and they're looking for a place together. So I think that's why she's eager to sell this place is because she's ready to get out, ready to start uh-huh. Her new life okay. with her new husband in a brand new place. I feel like I got to kind of, this is going to sound awful, I got to know myself <laughs> in the past year, but um, it was great. You know, I, I met somebody, I fell in love, and I just met Cook, and I and I wanted to marry him. I, we, we wanted to marry each other. He's the greatest person I've ever, I've ever met, so mm. I feel very honored to become a, a Maroney. I'm guessing they're probably going to go somewhere a little bit hipper. Um, yeah. If he's in the art world, I'm envisioning that they're going to want to go, um, you know, maybe to Soho or Tribeca or okay. Chelsea. Um, is this her art first, galleries. first marriage or has she? This been is her first before? marriage. Yeah, this is okay. this is her first marriage. Um, and they're likely looking for their own place, um, which is why she's so eager to get rid of this one. I know that there's been a slowdown on the luxury end of the New York market. So mm-hmm. Uh, this one might have a tough time moving. Right. Maybe her real estate agent is like, this is just what you have to do if you want to make any money off of this. Yeah. I mean, or the other strategy, if it just sits there for a a few more months, is to just rent it out. I mean, I'm sure it would be a desirable rental. Yeah, for sure. She could do what (laughs) Sonia tried to do. (laughs) Sonia's townhouse is On the Real Housewives of New York, our favorite Sonia Morgan. She's only, what, like a couple short blocks from this house i mean she is she's closer to the park yeah sonia is close to the park but i think sonia is in the 60s too yeah no i so you you would be within walking distance of the townhouse like that's the biggest plus that's a big selling point for the me. townhouse yeah all the right uh sonia doesn't live at the townhouse anymore she lives in she lives by columbus circle even so but, yeah even so it's a big um, selling point. Sun. Sun. Blessed to Sun and blessed to J-Law. Okay, Eric, tell us about our winner. Who's our winner this week? The winner this week, and you alluded to it earlier when we were talking about Antonio Brown, uh, is Russell Westbrook. He is an NBA player, and I assume you've heard of him. He's kind of pierced through maybe just the sports fan chatter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've heard of him. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So he... he <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't been on Dancing with the Stars, which I know is your favorite show, but... Um, we need to put that rumor to rest. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, he purchased this place back in 2008 after he was drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Bought a place for $383,000. It's a, it's a nice place, 3,000 square foot. I don't know, you know, I'm sure he's a very confident player, so I'm sure he had confidence in his ability, but he didn't go all out when he was initially drafted and by some amazing baller mansion. Hey, I'm Russell Westbrook. Welcome to my house. Come on in. He eventually did buy a a much larger place in Oklahoma City or outside of Oklahoma City in 2012. I think he spent, I want to say, 1.8. But this, this house that he bought was his starter home. This is where he got off the ground when he was just beginning his NBA career. And it's... um. On the market now for four hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars. I just checked before we, you know, we were talking before the podcast. I checked before the podcast, and 
it's not on the market. I don't know if it got pulled, if the listing got pulled, or if, if a deal is imminent uh, for this house. So you're saying that at the time of writing this article, the it property was, was the, the status was for sale it or was, was active? active? Active for sale, 429000 And now it's the status is off the market. As of when we're talking on this podcast right now. So this is, home could very well be an escrow. It could be an escrow. It could be that he decided to pull it back and, you know, it's a three-bedroom house, two and a half baths. It's, you know, perfectly charming house. And it's a, it's kind of, I like the idea of an, a player, like we talked about, buying in a starter home that's not ostentatious. It's not huge. It's not like... I'm going to be playing forever and I'm going to make boatloads of money, which Westbrook ended up doing. He uh, he was savvy in his first move. And now he's, you know, he, he'll, he'll make a little bit of money off this house. He's not going to make a killing, but. Yeah, he's ready to move on. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's already bought and sold uh, quite a few places, I think, in Southern California, which is where he's from. Um, he bought a house from Scott Disick, your, your favorite. Stop. Yeah. Another Kardashian connection. Yeah, he bought a house uh, from Scott Disick. But he uh, now owns a place that's close to LeBron's house in Brentwood. And he spent almost $20 million for that place. Jesus. So yeah. but he's, 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 so, so selling this $400,000 yeah, like <laughs> home is just, <laughs> that, he could a, give or take. <laughs> it's, a, it's a drop in the bucket. It's wow. like, no big whoop. No big whoop. Okay, well, I'm glad that he's our winner and that yes. he was prudent about his first uh, his first buy. His first home purchase, yeah, as we all should be. Okay, wise words. Thank you, Eric Gunther. No problem. <laughs> that is it for House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to realtor.com slash news. Uh, we, House Party, is on social media. Nice. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> Kid Tad. <laughs> Dracula. Uh, <laughs> we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram uh, at House Party Pod. Check us out there. Join the conversation. If you want to email us with any questions or comments, you can reach us. We are a podcast with no S, so just P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Realtor.com. Anything and, else? Anything else to shill? Uh, well, we would love you to rate and review this podcast because it helps other people get attracted to this podcast. <laughs> get attracted to us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If in. you're on your Apple um, Apple device, just scroll down. There'll be a little section with stars. Please give us five stars and write a rating if, or and write a review if you feel so inclined. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.